Hi everyone, I am Sophia Caudill and uh, welcome to Sex in the Bull City. This is our video podcast and um, we've been doing some special COVID-19 um, podcasts here recently in the past week or two. This is Thursday, March uh, 26th, I believe. And we're in the middle of um, lockdown, lockdowns beginning. I'm in Durham. Jeff, who we're going to meet in just a second, he's in Apex. So we're in North Carolina. And the, the shelter in place has, has been starting really in the past 24 hours. They've been encouraging it for the past you know week or so, week and a half, maybe two weeks. But now they're really enforcing it. And so um, I just thought that it would be great to add some special COVID-19 sessions of you know of particular interest we've talked with Allison and we're going to do another podcast about connecting during during the coronavirus and how important connection is even if it's virtual it's still a connection like right now Jeff and I are having a conversation and I still feel very connected to him even though we're like 40 I don't know how many miles away we are from each other oh, oh we're about 40 minutes away 30 minutes away or so and um but we can still we can still share a connection. So um, anyway, um, normally on this podcast we talk about relationships. Uh, we specialize in relationships, sex addiction, love addiction, and um, sex therapy, and all kinds of relationship issues here at Bull City Psychotherapy. And and we're going to get into a little bit of that in these conversations. But we're really also just trying to provide a service so that anyone can can listen and just have ideas, extra ideas for how to cope and maintain, but really thrive during this time. Um, the work that I've been doing the past couple of weeks, um, people being very stressed out, lots of anxiety, lots of trauma and grief popping up for people. people everyone on the planet is triggered right now, which is totally normal, I, my, my, myself included. All of our attachment issues are all being triggered um, by this coronavirus. So to be aware of that is actually quite empowering. But in the conversations that I've been having with clients and, and myself and family and friends, there, there's actually quite a lot of gifts that the coronavirus is giving us. Uh, that might sound really strange, but I have really um, been noticing a lot of gifts that I've been talking about with people. And I think it's really great to be able to to notice those things, especially in a time of, of heavy trial like we're all going through right now. And one of the gifts is um, how we have to be purposeful to maintain or create connection. And I think that's really special. And so one of the other gifts that we're going to talk about today is being very mindful and purposeful about how can we remain spiritual during a time of physical distancing. We're not really able to go to our places of worship. So that's what that's what Jeff and I are going to talk about. But before we get into that, uh, Jeff, how about if you just first, I just want to say welcome. I'm super excited to do this with you because you are our spiritual guru here at Bull City. And I love chatting with you. Um, but why don't you just remind people who might be listening the first time, like, how do you come about having all of this experience, not only in therapy, but also spirituality? Sure. So my spiritual walk, um, I grew up, uh, in the church, um, uh, Presbyterian church was my denomination. Uh, I didn't fully understand it. And then, um, about age 15, uh, I went away to a summer camp. I gave my life to Christ at that time, 
um, pursued that and read a whole lot of books. Uh, I grew up with the, the 70s where uh, theology was, you know, about proving um, your your spiritual um, worth by understanding how to um, uh, put it together with um, the belief systems of the world and how to uh, look at the Bible in a, in a new way. The Bible was being challenged left and right and all this. And so I kind of grew up out of that era of the mind. Um, and then um, later on, I, uh, I went to seminary after college, got my Master's of Divinity from Gordon-Conwell, and uh, landed in a small um, Baptist church up in uh, Michigan for a while um, and was a youth pastor, an associate pastor, Left that and went to um, Cary, North Carolina. Was a small groups pastor, or uh, and then um, decided to go and get um, trained in um, in counseling. So got my MA, and so I have I have a, a unique situation where I have both one foot in each side. Of one is the church, which I dearly love, and one is um, you know helping people understand uh, their struggles and what they're going through. So being trained in both sides um, is kind of different, and, and and I there's sometimes pushes and pulls from both sides, so it's not always comfortable. But um, I have learned to appreciate that people come, you know, to counseling, and they are spiritual people. There are people who really need that part of them to heal as well. You know, um, we're not just you know blobs working through you know biology where we have where people of faith and trying to understand. So um, um, while I'm evangelical, uh, not everybody, most of the people that I see are not. And um, they come and I've, I've uh, talked with all sorts of faith walks um, about their journeys and just kind of where they want to go and help them um, progress further, you know, because that's part of the health. That's part of like exercise, eating well. We, you know, our spiritual, part, you know, walk is important. Nice. Thanks for explaining that. And, um, you know, I just want to let everybody know, you know, to, to listen to Jeff, you know, I'm sure that you can already hear what an open-minded, understanding, non-judgmental person he is. Um, you know, I've had hundreds of conversations with Jeff, and I'm sure we don't agree on everything, but I've actually never felt that we don't agree on everything, if that makes sense. That's true. Yeah, and so, and then the other thing just to mention is, you know, that's that's Jeff's um, tool that he pulls out of his toolbox when someone wants to go there to the spiritual conversation with him, but he's also very happy having um, a working relationship with someone who is like, Jeff, you know, I really don't really believe in this God stuff, and I just want to talk about meditation. That's probably the most spiritual I can get. And, and, and Jeff is very comfortable with that, too. He's one of the most non-judgmental people I've really actually ever met. And I'm really happy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's lovely to be like that. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm really happy that, that you're here with me. I'm happy to know you. So, okay, awesome. So you've got a couple of different um, expertise is kind of the way I look at that. And, and so, um, yeah, but I think that this is a really um, trying time for people being, I know you've heard it from your clients, I've heard it the same, we hear it on TV. Um, people are, are cooped up, um, some people have been cooped up like for the past two weeks and we're just starting now. 
And, right. Yeah, and so they've they've been in this, and um, you know, and we've got more weeks to come, and so you know, we're we're not in our regular social outlets or even physical outlets that we can kind of let off steam, like going to exercise. That's that's done. You know, at gyms, we've got to like pivot and try to figure that out, and um, and our our social supports are not as available. We have to meet with people, you know, through technology only. Um, and sometimes that's helpful, sometimes it's not. Um, and so, you know, I think people are really being tested and, and getting to church is, is not, and it doesn't have to be church, it can be any temple or synagogue or, or any, any community of spirituality. It could be the mindfulness center here in Durham. Um, right. uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to limit it just to church. So any place of worship or spirituality is really not an option in person right now. So I really just wanted to hear from you. What are some things that people can be doing to still feed their spirit right now? Sure. So let's start with just yourself. If you were, you know, um, wanting to, of course, we talk a lot about mindfulness and being in the moment. Um, because that's where anxiety, you know, uh, gets defeated. Uh, anxiety comes, of course, from our fear of the unknown. Uh, and so when we can be mindful and present in, in, in the now, then um, we've won the battle of being able to kind of push away all those kind of demons and fears of what's going to happen to me. What's, you know, I can imagine so much, you know, and we want to stay in the present. So mindfulness, of course, um, prayer being centered, you know. Um, and so the difference I find between mindfulness and prayer is mindfulness is a reminder of I'm right here, I'm right now, I'm, I'm, I exist uh, with things around me that I can see, touch, smell, and be real, uh, uh, and I want to calm myself down. Prayer is more active. It's more in the sense of going towards something uh, where you're approaching you know, something greater than yourself. You know, it's it allows you to touch the universe and go up and, and touch and, and speak with God. All right. So those are very important. Both of those those elements of being mindful, but also prayerful. OK. Um, and in prayer, of course, there's many different types of prayer. But um, for the person just starting out, don't neglect that. Don't neglect that that side of yourself that needs to reach out. OK. Um, and then. There's, of course, the way to do it with groups. So, of course, uh, the main thing is whether you go to temple or, or, you, uh, or synagogue or you go to church, part of that is uh, the interaction that we all you know, get in the experience of the oneness of the community. Um, and that's been sort of shut down for right now. So the easy thing to do, which I think a lot of communities and a lot of um, churches that I've seen uh, do, is that they are starting to really rally around Zoom and reach out. Uh, don't neglect that. It's it's you know it might not be the ideal, but it is something where you can talk and interact and, and have some FaceTime. Um, and the other thing that is really important is that we give away um, from ourselves. A lot of times, fear and anxiety comes from when we implode, when we look inward too much, where we're all constantly uh, concerned about ourselves. The best way to counter that is by giving ourselves away. So one of the things is how are we doing with um, making connections within our communities and making sure that other people are okay, um, uh, helping um, them connect 
making sure that people aren't uh, isolated, that there aren't lonely people sitting up the side saying no one's remembering it. Um, a simple way to start is by using your phone. Um, I do this on a regular basis, but this is just a, 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 a technique, and that is uh, go through your phone and either pray for the person or, or the organization that you have listed there or give them a call or a text and say, I'm thinking about you today. And so use your phone's directory as a direct line to say, who am I you know, need to touch today? Who needs to be you know, approached? How can I make a connection and, and see how they're doing? What can I do for them? Um, and then, of course, call your place of worship and ask them, how can I get involved with? What is there some needs? Now, they're, depending on the size, uh, I've heard from uh, really big organizations who have teams that are working through their progress to make sure everybody is touched, and I think that's really great if you have that. But if you don't, let's say you're in a very small setting, very you know, then it's up to everybody to kind of make sure that everybody is being heard and listened to and outreached to. So don't wait for that phone call to come to you. Reach out to those people and saying, "Are you? You know, how can I help you? What do you need?" Um, for uh, uh, older people. 65 older and all that kind of stuff where you can't get out of the house it's okay to have people do things for you all right and i know that pride can get in the way um but basically you're helping people when you give them a task they can do that they feel good about helping you and that's important in our spiritual walk to be able to give back and to receive well um you know one of the things that you know, I grew up with, with is kind of foot washings where you, you know, you, you, you do that with, for the other person. And it's always inevitable that the person who wants to do the foot washing feels okay about it because they're doing something. It's awkward for the other person to sit there and have their foot washed because it's like, um, this is weird. Somebody's touching me and I'm, I'm receiving, you know, and what we want to be aware of is that it's okay to allow people to take, take care of you you know, to reach out and, and, and really want to be a part of your life like this. So embrace that and allow people to be involved when they knock on your door or whatever and say, hey, we want some, you know, we want to know if you have any needs or help. You know, thank them for that, of course, but allow them to do that. It helps their spiritual walk, okay? Um, that's just what comes off my, mm-hmm. my mind right now. Can I switch it back over to you? What, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah, let me just... Um recap but and I also wanted to add to like for older people um not only is it okay to ask for help and asking for help even helps the other person it's kind of you know sort of had me thinking about like in 12 step that when someone is a sponsor even though they're helping the sponsee it's it's like you know just recovery food for the sponsor every every time they're helping a sponsee so yeah but then the other thing I was thinking it also helps our healthcare system, um, it helps the rest of our communities to, if we're an older person or a sick person, to ask for help and not try to go do anything on our own. Um, so it's, it's really even bigger than just helping that person who asked, can I do something for you? Um, it's, it's really like helping the community and helping not put more strain on the, the healthcare system. But I like what, what you're talking about. I, I kept hearing you say basically reach for connection. And the first one is we're reaching for connection with ourselves first. 
and then our, our spirituality next, and then really our community third. And, and so, you know, really I'm hearing you say, don't, don't get stuck in your head. Like, don't, don't stay up here and just, you know, obsess and focus on what, what could be negative. But, you know, try to connect and connect and connect. So really it kind of gets back to, you know, connection is the cure for just about everything. It is. It is. I mean, we we were made, I believe, to connect with one another. Sure. And this is why, you know, whether you hold to, you know, Adam Adam and Eve's story, you know, as absolute truth or not, it, the, I, the part where, where God says it's not good for man to be alone is for him to recognize we need other people. It's, you know, even God and, and, and his connection with Adam um, was not... Uh, good by itself he needed a helpmate he needed a woman he needed a a person there we're built for community we're built for connection yeah we absolutely are i mean and and then to to add on to that neuroscience research has absolutely proven that our brains are hardwired to connect yeah we know that for sure and so whichever way you come about that probably every single religious book has something that's that's similar to the Adam and Eve story about that people are meant to connect and be together. That's right. Yeah. We're not to, we're not to live in isolation. That's not how we're built. Yeah. yeah. Which brings me to someone like me who's a, a, a complete extrovert, and so this time I am finding. I mean, uh, I I went through some withdrawal because I'm so used to playing games with other people and socializing and all this kind of things, going out to movies. Um, and this has really done a number on my head where I am not used to being, you know, stoic and shut away. And, you know, I love reading, but reading only takes you so far. And now all of a sudden I crave, I crave getting out and being amongst people and, and talking and, and all that. So I, I've gone through my own withdrawals and having to realize how to, um, breathe through this. It's not easy for extroverts, you know, um. You know, it's it's fine to be able to turn on some great, you know, spiritual music for a while, or read a great spiritual book that I haven't read, in, or you know, have it on my shelf or whatever. But boy, I I really do need to be able to reach out and 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 see people, and it's been difficult. So I, I acknowledge anybody who is going through any kind of withdrawal, you know, um, and and like Sophia, you said, this is just the beginning for us here in America. We're uh, we haven't seen the wave come through yet. You know, we're we're still waiting for it to pass by, and still that time, it's going to be a real adjustment. So this is really important that we we exercise this um, constantly. That we're constantly keeping this in mind. That the spiritual part of it shouldn't be shelved until everything blows over, and then we can go back to church or whatever. You know, to the normal side. This is this is a way of. Um, God kind of waking us up in a way and saying, so what are you doing now? You know, how are you connecting? How are you growing with me now? You know, um, and that's important. I think, I think that was really well said um, and really important that, um, you know, this, we are, we are just at the beginning and I would, I would even go so far as to say we need our spirituality more right now than some people maybe ever. I don't, I don't know. Right. It really depends on what kind of hardships, you know, someone has experienced. And, um, you know, we have to be very mindful and purposeful about, 
you know, feeding ourselves spiritually. Um, and yeah, yeah. And so good. Well, so we have a couple of things that we're starting with, you know, connection with ourselves, with others, and then with our community. Um, or I'm sorry, not with others, but with, with our spirituality and with our community. Um, but you know, a lot of, um, places of worship, I have been happy to see, like you mentioned, are trying to get up to speed on zoom. Um, I know a lot of, um, like my church is doing, um, Facebook live. They've been doing that for two or three weeks now. And, um, I think they're doing zoom coffee hours and, um, you know, you can still connect with the pastors and, and still do whatever you need to do pretty much. Um, so I think that, you know, some, some organizations are, are more prepared than others, but there's a lot of platforms out there um, for, for spiritual organizations to utilize. And, and I think that's, like you said, I mean, they're having to get creative. That's going to be happening. It's going to have to happen. Right. Yes. And, and I, I think it's a wake-up call. I really mm-hmm. do. I think this is going to change how we view the world and, and each other. And I think it's a good thing. You know, um, uh, it really depends on your theology of, of, you know, this disaster going through. Um, is it painful and is it lonely and are, you know, people dying? Yes, absolutely. And that's a tragedy and, and a hardship. And there's, I don't want to demean or uh, simplify and, and, and make it so, you know, uh, easy. But, you know, I mean, people have lost jobs. Okay. Families are affected. Uh you know, all the things that we've been hearing on the news every single night. Okay, so I don't want to take any of that away um, and say that it's not important. It is very important. Yeah. But the other side of this is, you know, if we look at, you know, not, you know, again, uh, my resource is the Bible. Um, if you look at, you know, uh, the time in Egypt where, you know, the uh, Egyptians helped the Jews and the Jews all of a sudden got this, you know, Moses came along and said, no, we're on the move. We're moving. And you had the plagues going on. This was, uh, although it was tragedy, I mean, you had blood and darkness and boils and all sorts of nasty things. But it was God's way of saying, I'm alive, I'm working, and we're going to move and get your act together. And so, again, I'm not trying to minimize anyone's pain at all. But uh, for me, this is, in that way, kind of exciting in the sense of, no, this is waking us up to a, a whole new reality that I think is important, that we should take uh, our spirituality um, and, and run with it and understand and explore this, rather than shut down and be afraid. Yeah, so so whatever spirituality we have, even if, like you said at the beginning, um, even if we're brand new to even considering, well, maybe I am going to try to start praying. I mean, I don't know. Let me, I don't really know what's happening in the world today. Maybe there's, maybe there's some answers if I pray. Um, you know, just, just starting that and sticking with that. And, and if, if you don't know how to pray, that's okay. Um, look up on the internet. I mean, that's pretty much what our resources these days, you know, look up on the internet, different ways to pray or, or message someone, ask someone, how, how can I pray? What can I say? What can I do? Do I kneel? Do I bow my head? Do I look, you know, there's all, (laughs) ask a question there. People will be happy to answer, but I'm, I'm still like thus far choosing to look at this as I totally agree with you. This is a horrible, horrible, nasty virus 
that needs to be stamped from the earth, no question. And no community, I don't care what country, should, should have, to, have to deal with this. But, but in, in these kinds of hardships, um, this is where our spirituality can either be born or really deepen and grow. And, and we can still find the blessings. If we can find some blessings and gifts, even through this, and, and, and for me, a gift is learning how to connect more intentionally, really being intentional and, and pushing myself through. Um, that's, that's a great thing for me and whoever I'm connecting with, and hopefully we can all find something um, that's helpful. And, and again, deepening that spirituality is also something I'm, I'm working on, but there's a lot of great, a lot of great opportunities I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so don't don't dismiss them. Don't put them aside and say, I'll get to them. Let that be part of your routine now. Just like, you know, relearning how to exercise in, a, in this environment where you can't go to the gym, but you have to exercise and eat well. Well, learn, you know, to walk more spiritual and learn to open yourself up to that. Yeah. Um, and just to, I want to ask you a couple questions now. So I did a centering prayer workshop. Oh, I don't know, a few years ago around, um, Lent time and which is around exactly now. And so, um, a lot of times, um, that was actually very similar to like meditation to mindful meditation in a lot of ways. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were about combining, prayer and meditation like doing one and then the other like is that anything that you do I've tried that a few times and I thought it was actually really quite helpful I think I was more centered whichever one I did first I was more centered for the next one sure no I I think they both go hand in hand Uh, you know I think sometimes evangelicals um, can be um, uh, put off by certain terms because I think they we associate them a little bit too much with just isolation and and uh, a void of God, you know. So, like meditation, but meditation in the right form and w- opening yourself and being able to be present in the moment here is not um, opening yourself up to anything that just happens to float around. And real meditation is to be quiet and to be able to focus and and, and be um, uh, assured that you're alive and right here in the moment. And that's important. That's very important. Um, and so a combination of being able to, you know, open yourself and being able to, um, be at peace and then prayer, which I said is, you know, active and, um, is a verb, um, then yes, uh, they go hand in hand. I find. Okay, nice. Well, that's good to hear you, um, talk a little bit more about that. And then what about if we're at home with our family, what are some things that we could be doing together that would, um, you know, maybe set a spiritual example, but also deepen our own spirituality? Yeah. So one of the things is this is a great opportunity to do family devotions or simply if you're not into maybe book form family devotions that, you know, um, but to sit around and talk about faith. You know, a lot of times we're so busy this is one of the blessings I think that the virus has given us. We're so busy about rushing around and we, we pray for a time that we can just kind of sit down and be quiet and absorb and be family minded. This is a great time if you've never done this with your family to talk about faith, to talk about what does it mean? How do you hold this? 
um, express yourself to your kids or or to the family members around to see how they feel about things. You know, a lot of times I've run into people and they'll say, well, we as a family just never talked about it. We never even explored it. We just kind of, uh, we're so busy and we have got, you know, consumed by everything else. We really don't know. Well, this is the time. This is the time to kind of be able to say, hey, guys, maybe one of the things we talked about tonight is what do you believe is going on and why? And, you know, and to explore that with them, you know, not be afraid to say, I don't know, but let's talk about it rather than it always being this fearful, you know, thing outside the door that we're so afraid of the boogeyman. Let's let's talk about it in, in, a, in a sense of our, you know, sense of the world. So kind of make make spirituality more real and not not this like kind of far away thing that we can't really touch or connect with. Yeah. Right. It's not just a one time during the week kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, and so then that that probably holds true if you're if you're in a coupleship and there are no kids around. Um, but just, you know, a couple of people living together, sharing the home together, you can still have those conversations, I would think. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I, and I think it's even more important because one of the things that as you and I have probably run up against, um, when we're dealing with couples and they're coming in because they're, they're miscommunicating or they're learning, wanting to learn new techniques to be able to really kind of home in where some of the, you know, uh, threads are kind of showing and the cracks are starting to appear. One of the things I have found is that in their communication styles, they really have not learned how to really listen well about topics and allow the person to really express themselves. And spirituality is a very important one for both people to be able to express what they really believe. And I think you you, know, you won't be surprised, but I think most people would be surprised. This isn't an area that a lot of people feel comfortable with. Yeah. And and they feel like, well, um, we should just avoid this, right? Because it's just going to cause problems. Uh, and we, I think, in the health profession want them to say, no, absolutely, we should be talking about this, just like we talk about sex mm-hmm. in our profession. And other yeah. things. You know, this is a time. This yeah. is the time to talk about that. Yeah, and people who are probably afraid to talk about it came from families who didn't talk about it. So right. they, they don't know how to talk about it, which is also how we, a lot of what we experience in the rooms in our offices that, um, you know, people don't know how to talk about sex very much either. And right. Yeah, and so they're two, you know, two important, I mean, critically important aspects of, of our human experience. And but then also our experience within a coupleship or family. So you know Absolutely. we have to be able to talk about these things um, in order to, um, in, in order to be authentic and kind of be living our true selves. Um, That's right. And so let's say now let's let's think about like I'm I'm living alone. I don't have anybody during this time, and it's you know my relationships are everything is out of my house and you know obviously we can connect through technology but what about spiritually what would you recommend someone who is living alone during this time do yeah i think that um besides the meditation and the prayerfulness i think this is a good time to educate so i think this would be a really good time to 
get on Amazon or some, you know, websites to learn and to grow that way through just um, asking questions. You know, Google is great about just throwing out, you know, uh, throw out a, a simple question um, and see what pops up and just kind of work through that. So this is, it. you mentioned it before, but this is the time that we've been given, I think, mm-hmm. to really explore and to ask those deep-seated things and not to be afraid um, to to embrace that. So if, yeah, if you're by yourself and you really, you know, want to um, seek out, I, you know, there's certainly a, a billion different books that help you do uh, contrast and compare, but also to ask those kind of important questions and watch videos from different uh, organizations, churches on YouTube, and uh, that, that will help you explain some things. But explore that. Allow that to be uh, a part of you. Don't shut that away and just say, it doesn't matter. It does very much. Yeah, because you're right. We have the time. We've got the extra time now. <laughs> and so there's no real right. excuse, um, which I, I think this is, you know, what such a, a unique and helpful conversation for me to have anyway, um, you know, to really um, challenge how I'm spending my time and am I being as spiritual as, as, as I could choose to be. Because um, this is a real gift to be given this time. It's definitely a wake up. Hello, how are you? How are you living this life? But it, but it's also, um, you know, it's a real gift. So, um, and then the last thing I was thinking was, this is a really cool, awesome opportunity. If someone is spirituality shopping, you know, you can you can get in on without even leaving the comfort of your home. You can get in and watch all kinds of services now with churches and synagogues and temples and anything that you want. It is right there at your fingertips, and it's very cool. And it's actually all throughout the week because most, most, most organizations are not just having it live, which many are, but it's, it's recorded and available like every day. It's on the website, and so you can actually go and watch it at any time, but what a great time to be, you know, exploring and, and figuring out what might be a good fit for someone, but also learning about other religions. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's super cool. How often do we have an opportunity to go in a temple or synagogue if, you know, if we're not one of those two religions or someone to come into a church? And, that's right. Yeah. And the safety of your own living room without having, <laughs> and like you said, time is, a, time is our greatest gift, you know, right now. And it's a, our biggest commodity right? Uh, because we only have 24 hours a day for every person. So this is the time to uh, uh, to really allow yourself the freedom to explore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Jeff, anything else you want to add? And we can do another one of these if we think of some more goodies about spirituality over the coming weeks, because I think that we will, we will be here still meeting like yeah. this. Yeah. No, uh, no, just a long, you know, I, I, I expect like most times like this that um, a lot of people are going to have a lot of questions about sex because uh, statistics show that after, you know, moments like this and disasters, uh, there's an explosion of births, uh, you know, nine months from now. So this is also a time to kind of talk about, um, and you're doing a great job with uh, the sex part of it here, and just to plug that to say, you know, if there's questions and people are uh, struggling or whatever, we're here for them, I guess. So that selfless plug. Yeah. yeah. 
that's always okay. Yeah, and um, we and you know during this time though, um, we're trying to be responsive to whatever whatever groups or um, whatever we can offer people that people might need. And so you know if anybody's listening to this and and they're interested in some kind of spirituality group, Jeff would be happy to help do that, um, or any kind of couples group that might talk about um, spirituality and, and sex, um, we could definitely do that. Um, I know that I've been seeing a lot of, um, it, this is really a time that couples are either going to come together or the triggers are going to take everybody further apart. Yes. And because this is major stress happening. Yes. The, the right. old attachment wounds are getting triggered. They're triggered 24 seven. So yes. yeah, this can be a great time to kind of try to work through some major triggers. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, but you know, it's very tempting <laughs> to fall right back in those. So we're here for all of that as well. And Jeff, I want to thank you so much for being present here today and, um, giving us lots of really good ideas. And, um, this was a really special, um, session. So thanks very much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. And, um, yeah, if I get, uh, you know, uh, Gandhi said, be the change that you're hoping to see. So that means be proactive, go out, don't wait for somebody to knock on your door, go and do. Yep. So that's, those are my final words, you yep. know, seek out. Be a, be a service to someone. Absolutely. That's right. um, yes. And so if y'all need to get in touch with us again, we're Bull City Psychotherapy in Durham, North Carolina. I'm Dr. Sophia Caudill, and this is Jeff Schaefer. And uh, we are available. You can reach us easily on our website, uh, www.bullcitypsychotherapy.com. And thanks so much for joining us. And we will see you again soon. Take care. <laughs>